0: Welcome to episode seventy-three of the Roger Snipes Show. The Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope everyone is great. Once again, so thank you, thank you for tuning back into the Roger Snipes Show, and I am your host, Roger Snipes. I never do an introduction like that, but anyways, um, I have a great guest on today who goes by the name of Amanda, and um, I came across Amanda through <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Ryan Carter, and his Instagram handle is Live Vite. I had him previously on my podcast um, a long time ago. It was episode sixteen. You know, close to the birth of the Roger Snipe show, and uh, he he hopped on to help to fill up some space for me. Thank you very much. Big shout out, shout out to Ryan, and um, he he told me uh, uh, this lady Amanda uh, would you know give me some some great uh, insight on on the way she looks at nutrition, and um, you know, I shot her a message and we we put it in the diary and and i later found out that uh, them two are together (laughs) as i was speaking to her she was saying yeah ryan's ryan's just gone to the beach (laughs) so that's all good man all good but um Yeah, really great conversation today Um, I think you guys will like it I think anything based on nutrition is always going to be fascinating You know, um, sometimes some of the information is quite similar to something that you already know But you hear it slightly different And then all of a sudden, (laughs) your whole life changes It's like, "I I knew that before, but for some reason I didn't take any action, and now I've heard it again This person said it the right way It's quite interesting, isn't it? Um, but yeah, all good, all good. Um, but before I get on to that, I just want to say I've recently received some supplements by a company called Drink HRW. I normally get um hydrogen water from them every single month. Hydrogen water is amazing in reducing oxidative stress in the body, uh, reducing any kind of brain fog that you might have. Um, It's pretty amazing as a pre-workout really. So if you train and you get lactic acid, have some hydrogen water beforehand and it will reduce it greatly. You'll find that your recovery levels are incredible as well. So any kind of typical pre-workout which I used to have, I have (laughs) no longer and I have hydrogen water. But something that they sent to me today was a supplement called BUILD and um, this one is a muscle and strength formula and um, yeah it's it's basically a, an intra workout and it contains creatine beta alanine and hmb um, not many people know about hmb but it's uh, you could say it's clinically validated in many places to increase muscle strength uh, muscle mass and lean body mass improve recovery and high intensity and all that sort of stuff. It's really, really good. And this one, Build, I haven't tried yet. But I know as it's from Drink HRW, it's going to be incredible. But I'm just letting you guys know because it's not actually available just yet. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting like a, a taster before it's on the market. So keep your eyes open for that. That is Drink if you get anything from their website, just use my discount code, which is SNIPES10. Okay. Right. So, who I'd like to introduce. Amanda. I can't remember. A, well, I tried looking at a surname, and I think anything which is not <laughs> simple English for a surname, I end up destroying it. Um, or if somebody is foreign, um, it yeah, it gets destroyed. So, I'm not even going to try but her Instagram handle is Raw Fitness and Nutrition, so make sure you check that out. That will be in the show notes anyway. So she is a functional uh, nutritional therapist practitioner and a personal trainer. Um, so her story is: in in 2005, she overcame a lifelong battle uh, of depression and anxiety and lost 30 pounds in the process. She also noticed as she transformed her body, her mind started to follow along with her career and relationships. Fitness was the first steps she had before she evolved into holistic health and longevity. Guys, this is going to be an incredible podcast. I think you guys will like it. So sit back and strap on your seatbelts. Let's bring on Amanda. Yes, Amanda how are you doing my friend?
1: I'm doing well how are you?
0: I'm good very well very well so before we uh started recording you mentioned you are in Mexico?
1: Yes um Mexico I've been here for about a week now um yeah long story (laughs) but I basically like packed up my entire home in Los Angeles in October so this is like maybe this is like four or five months now and just kind of and been bouncing around trying to figure out where I want to go next. So currently in Mexico, living, yeah.
0: Oh wow. Sorry, I thought you was there just on a holiday. I, I okay.
1: Well, I don't know that I'll stay here to like live here forever, but here for a month and then going to kind of figure it out. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. That takes a really brave person to do that. Yeah. It is.
1: It is pretty scary. Yeah, and a lot of changes. It's but it's also like such a opportunity to grow too. Just being in a new environment and picking up your life and just just being in a new place and having to like deal with all of that. Yeah. It's a little bit scary, but no it's also fun and it's beautiful here, so.
0: Beautiful weather all the time, I'm sure.
1: Yes. Hot. <sighs>
0: Man, man, where is, where? which um, part is it that has those, um, that pyramid type thing? Um,
1: Mexico City.
0: Mexico City, yeah, the um, Ch- Chichen Itza or something, I can't remember what it's called.
1: Uh, I forget what it's called, yeah, have you been? Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I, I went to Mexico once and uh, beautiful, <laughs> it was really nice, people there were beautiful, uh, weather was beautiful, I was like, why didn't I come here earlier, you know? Yeah um it's one of those things where the, the world is such a big place i thought to myself i'd like to go back but there's many other places i'd like to visit you know and it's like oh man i, I want to come back I, you know made made some friends there as well so y- you know you're moving from uh you say you was in la is that right
1: correct la yeah. and
0: now you're living there is there anything like um uh, do you need like uh i don't know a visa or anything or that not at you all.
1: don't I think you can stay here for 90 days before you need anything I'm pretty sure right yeah okay
0: because yeah. I know for me it's obviously I need I think something like a green card or whatever I, I don't know how you it don't. works but... no yeah
1: if you're you know if you're a UK citizen you can just come here as well I think at least what? for 90 days yeah
0: 90 days oh okay yeah. all right right
1: before but like... you can't you but you can't leave the country right now so uh, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, can't
0: be Just about leave the house, you know. I wanted to get my uh, mum to come to my house for Christmas, and then I had to call her up and say, "Look, I'm sorry. Like, they've increased the security on the street. So, um, yeah,
1: can't even have my mum come to my house,
0: let alone it's fly insane. out." You
1: know? Yeah, I, I can't even. I, I, it blows my mind what is happening over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. How have you been in terms of like, um, you know, the whole situation? Have you been double dosing on your vitamin D and stuff and wearing three masks and, uh, you know, <laughs> like how have you been like extra cautious or been okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I I feel like I live a pretty healthy lifestyle, so nothing has changed so dramatically. I mean, I just try to keep my diet really healthy as much as possible, really trying to get like enough sunlight and getting outside, even if it's like, you know, I was in the UK for a bit and like, it's freezing there, but even just like going outside and like taking a walk and just trying to get some fresh air and some sunlight, that's been part of my routine. Um, also I do a lot of like, um, like mushroom extracts, like chaga. I've been trying to like do chaga every day, multiple times a day. Um, I, I don't know if you're into that, but like, that's one of the best things for your, your immune system. Mm. So I think that like mushroom extracts, sunlight, fresh air exercise, and a really healthy diet. Mm,
0: mm, mm. And you and know, that something...
1: my immune, that's been my immune boosting protocol.
0: Okay. I think that's all that's needed, really. Um, Did you say you do some exercise as well?
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly strength training. But when I was in the UK, everything's been locked down. So there's no gyms open. Mm. So I was literally in a staircase with a backpack and like just put all my heaviest books in there. And just using that as a weight to try to do something and doing some squats and lunges and push ups and
0: yeah, I see you've got that book, um, Boundless. I'm sure that's heavy.
1: (laughs) That is a very heavy book. I think
0: I'll struggle doing curls with that book, I swear.
1: (laughs) I know, must be like 20 pounds.
0: Oh, at least, at least. So your your background, like tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of an introduction, who you are and yeah, what do you do?
1: Yeah, so I grew up um, really not being into health at all. Like I grew up in a on a pretty, pretty standard American diet, although my family is from Portugal. So, Mm. um, you know, we, we had home cooked meals, but nothing too healthy. Um, and then as I was growing up, I just started, you know, putting on weight, having all these health issues, a lot of bloating, digestive issues, um, and just really felt just not great and not like myself. Um, and I really, I don't think I even knew that I felt so bad until afterwards. Um, But I, how I get into this field is, and I'm a personal trainer and a nutritionist, functional nutritionist. Mm -hmm. But how I got into this field is when I, I moved to Los Angeles in 2005 and I actually moved there to be an actress. And yeah, and so on my You know, trying to look for a job that I could make some good money at and also have a flexible schedule. I met somebody who was a personal trainer and she was like, You should become a personal trainer, like be a great kind of income for you as you're, you know, auditioning and all of that. And um, I was like, I don't wanna do that. Like, I don't wanna be that girl in the gym. (laughs) 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 Just had such like a, you know, different view about personal training and people who like cared about what, you know, their body looked like and felt like. Um, And so, yeah, so then I got certified as a personal trainer and then I used that knowledge to really change my life, like to change my body, change my diet. And I really saw what an impact it had on not only my physical, but also like my mental and my emotional and how my relationships got better. I was more productive, like my life got better just improving all of these things. Um, and then that's kind of how I fell in love with it and wanted to help other people. So started personal training and then really grew a passion for nutrition and holistic health. And so I've continued down that route and getting like certifications. And now I'm doing a functional, I'm a functional nutritionist now. And I also have, um, a bunch of certifications in like digestion, gut health. So mostly focused on, um, working with women who are interested in fat loss and also improving their digestion and their gut health.
0: That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, everybody sent, tends to have a story as to, I don't know, I think a lot of the time people have a story where they were maybe at a, a, a lower stage in their life. And um, I don't know, like an aha moment or something where or it could be a pitfall where they need to sort of climb out of. And um, from there, it's like it's it's because it's helped them so much, they kind of feel like, wow, other people should know about this. This is incredible. you know it's 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 such a great feeling. You think I need to share this with other people. Um, which is great. you know and the whole thing about gut health is is really important as well because I don't think there's enough people that know about it. I think a lot of people just, mechanically eat food because "Mm, my my stomach is rumbling I should eat something (laughs) like Mm -hmm. anything that gets rid of the hunger but we also have a bit of an issue with people who not just eat when they're hungry but they eat when they are feeling emotional so what would you say to people who are emotionally connected to food quite a lot like and they, they indulge because of it.
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a really tough one. Um, and I think, I think everybody does this to some degree. Like mm-hmm. I think even myself, if I'm stressed, like I'm eating, you know, like, oh, I need a snack. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm sad, I just like want chocolate or ice cream or, you know, so I think we all do this to some degree. Um, I think <clears throat> one of the most important things that I've um Initiated in my own life, and I also try to use this with clients. Is like, I think they actually use this in AA. Um, I'm not an alcoholic, but I think this is like one of their um, tactics: is walking yourself through it. Like I think they say, like walk yourself through the drink, and it's like walk yourself through whatever it is you want to do. So it's like, okay, if you're feeling upset or stressed or sad. Um, And you want to indulge in some food that's unhealthy, like walk yourself through that. Okay, what? So then you go do that. And then what happens? Like, then how do you feel? And really like being able to take that moment and sit with that. I think that can be really helpful and just being like, okay, do I want to feel like that? I think it's like, listen, if you want to do that, fine, but be really intentional about it and know like, okay, I'm going to feel not great after that. So is that how you want to feel? And if the answer is, yeah, then- Okay? But if the answer is no, then maybe let's find a different tactic. Mm-hmm. And I think employing these 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 other tactics are also really important and people also don't have these tools. Like calling a friend, going for a walk, getting some like exercise moving, sometimes just like getting outside and putting your shoes on and like taking a walk around the block. If you come back, you're going to be like, okay, like I don't need to indulge in the, that food anymore. Or calling a friend and just like talking things out. Or even just like taking a couple of deep breaths and just really grounding yourself and centering yourself, I think can also be really effective.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, that's those are great things. I, I also think that sometimes the the more we indulge, the more we will continue to indulge, isn't it? It's for like sure. we feed those bad bacteria that they end up calling more for it. Like you know, like, mm, that tastes good. You know, gets connected to the brain. Look, we need to remember this. You was happy. We need to always be happy. You know,
1: <laughs> that is so um, true.
0: But the thing is, I think also what is great is when you can have a really good connection with healthy food and make it taste really good, really good. I saw a, a recipe which you had done on some protein cookies. Mm. um there was like maybe four, four maybe five ingredients or something and it looked amazing and it made me think to myself many people can do this and it's so great that you you know you, you showcased it to show people okay you can go to the supermarket and you can buy the big cookies or whatever but those ones there are just going to be loaded with sugar and you will feel like crap afterwards and then yeah, after- and you're- And
1: you're also going to, you're also going to continue to um, crave those foods after you're not going to be satisfied. Right. So you're going to be like, okay, I had three cookies. Now I want three more instead of like having something a little bit more nutrient dense with like a good amount of protein in it, you're going to be satisfied. And you're like, okay, I had the cookie and now I can move on. I also think like people think about quote unquote, healthy eating as like eating like these huge salads or like, all these vegetables right and like it doesn't really need to be that you can eat like very delicious meats and avocados and even chocolate like you can have these delicious foods and still have a healthy lifestyle
0: amen amen um there's a lot of people like let's <laughs> this everyone and their grandmother is turning vegan right now <laughs> um like, uh, what's your thoughts on fake meat? You know, like vegan bacon, <laughs> vegan chicken, you got <laughs> vegan beef burger, and all that sort of thing. Like, what's your thoughts on all of that? Give me your insight on that.
1: Uh, I have plenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, like, listen, I think, like, you could maybe do a, di- a vegan diet in a healthy way. I think it's kind of tough, but like, The fake like if you're like the fake meats and the fake cheeses and all of the vegan substitutes like I mean those are just filled with inflammatory oils and gluten and soy and it's not real food like it just blows my mind that people think that these fake processed foods are healthier than a piece of meat that we've been eating for, you know, ever since we've been on this earth. Eons. Yes. Yes. And I think like a lot of times, like we can really start to develop, first of all, like, you know, I was vegan for a short amount of time, but Mm -hmm. you just are constantly hungry because you're not really getting the nutrients that your body needs. And then you can start to develop all these nutrient deficiencies, which is what happened to me is I, I wasn't complete, like hundred percent vegan. I was still having some fish um, and some cheese, but what happens is you develop these nutrient deficiencies that start to just affect your health in so many ways. I had so many digestive issues and gut issues, and it took me so long to recover from that because my body just wasn't getting the things that it needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, even if you don't have the fake meat, <laughs> then it's still gonna be a struggle. And you was even eating fish mm. and it was still a struggle. You were still yes. having deficiencies.
1: Yeah, because I wasn't eating it very often. You know, I was having it like once in a while when I was maybe like eating out, but I was like cooking a mostly vegan diet when I was home.
0: Right. So what would you say to just a vegan diet altogether then?
1: I think it's not ideal. Right. Like people come to me and they're like, you know, will you work with somebody who's vegan? And I'm like, uh, you know, it's it's just going to be so much harder to get well and also to lose fat. It's so hard. I mean, you, it's... <sighs> It is possible, but it's just not ideal.
0: Right, right, right. Let's 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 leave it there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to upset any of the vegans out there.
0: Yeah, of course, I get it. You know, you've, <laughs> yeah, of course. You got you got vegetarians, you got vegans. Um, I guess it really <laughs> depends. <laughs> it depends on what your goal is. If you're looking to thrive, uh, yeah, maybe not so much. So. <clears throat> um would you say that gut health is like the 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 center of everything with in terms of like a person's overall health or would you say that um your, your overall health is mainly from something else what, what what's your thoughts on gut health and immune system and overall perfect health
1: Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of our health issues can stem from the gut. I mean, it's not everything, but I think like a lot of it does begin there. Mm -hmm. And I think like, especially like I work with a lot of clients who are wanting to lose fat or gain muscle. And it's, if you're not digesting your food properly, it is so hard to get, you know, to absorb and assimilate the nutrients that you're taking in. So you can be eating like the most healthiest diet, but if your digestion system is off, it's so hard to like, you know, all this protein that you're eating that you, you know, that you're eating to gain muscle. If you're taking that in and your digestive system is not able to break those proteins down into amino acids, it's gonna be so much more difficult to build muscle and actually lose fat. So I think it is like, I tend to, when I work with clients, kind of start there and then we can kind of build on that. Mm. But I do think like, you know, there's so many issues that can come from from the gut. Like, and I think people just automatically assume like, okay, we have bloating, we have, you know, maybe constipation, maybe diarrhea, like, you know, those are kind of the issues that are connected to the gut. But then there's also like autoimmune conditions can be connected to the gut. There's skin issues like acne or eczema or psoriasis. Like those can also be connected to the gut that people don't realize, Mm -hmm. right. They just think it's something that they kind of have to deal with, but these are issues that we really, we really shouldn't be, experiencing acne or psoriasis or eczema right like there's obviously some kind of imbalance that's going on um also like the you know the brain brain fog cognitive issues like those are all connected to the gut too and i just think it's really important like on our journey to health that we or you know especially too like on our journey to like having a body that we want we also want to feel really good in the Mm. process and we want our skin to look good right we don't just want to like have some abs, but then like (laughs) acne all over our face. Right. That's not really the picture of health.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you say that it's, um, it made me think about in my teenage era, I had so much acne. It was unreal. And I, you know, I, I question, you know, when they say, Oh, you know, when you're a teenager, it happens because of hormones and stuff. I wonder to myself, if it's, a lot of it is to do with the food that teenagers eat as well, or whether it's just hormones altogether. To be honest, my diet then was ridiculous. It, I, it, was, it was terrible. I'd be eating crisps everyday chocolates and sweets that I, I hardly consume normal food, I think. Um oh it was terrible. Uh, yeah, you know. I'm
1: sure. I mean it's got it's it has to be. I think like during those years too, our body's like doing a lot of like growing and we probably are using a lot of nutrients for other things mm. and then it's like you know it's like your skin doesn't matter or like all these toxins that you're taking in like that's going to come out of the skin especially if you're not letting those out in any other way right mm. your detox pathways aren't open it's going to be really hard to kind of to to get those toxins out of your system so it has to come out one way or another and like yeah teenagers yeah. you're well, like what with your friends just like eating junk food and like i don't even you know I don't even know what we were doing then. Just like eating <laughs> fast food and drinking maybe and mm-hmm. doing nothing healthy for our bodies at all.
0: So the gut was absolutely destroyed back then. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure, yeah. yeah.
0: Most teenagers. I don't know, it's um. It's weird. Like some, some uh, parents uh, feed their kids all sorts of random crap whilst they eat something different. I- I've known of that to happen. The parents will eat the vegetables and the kids don't. It's like, you'll have some chips and burgers. Not even like a homemade burger, I'm talking like GMO burger, you know? It's, uh, it's frightening. But anyway, you mentioned earlier about uh, bloating. Um, I think a lot of people see bloating as just common practice, really. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, it was a good meal, so I'm bloated, ah, you know. So, what's your thoughts on that people who think it's just common and what's going on there and what should a person do in order to get rid of bloating
1: so yeah i see a lot of like especially influencers and people are constantly sending me photos and stories of other people saying like you know it's okay if you're bloated like this is normal bloat, like this is my this is my bloating so it's also okay if you're bloated And i think that's really detrimental because i think like it's just like normalizing the fact that our digestive systems aren't working properly and that's not okay bloating is a very common occurrence because we're really most of us are not eating the best diets um and our digestive systems are not working properly but it is not normal like it should not be happening (laughs) um yeah so why does it happen so there's a couple reasons why it could happen Um, one is that certain food could be fermenting in the gut and that could be, um, kind of releasing those gases. Also, if you have like a bacterial infection, like something like a SIBO, which some people are deal with, what happens is like the bacteria will eat certain foods, like certain carbohydrates, and then that bacteria produces gas. And that's what kind of causes the bloating or we could have food intolerance where food intolerance is where we're eating a certain food and it's causing inflammation in the gut. And that could be causing the bloating as well. Mm. So, you know, I think the number one step is like to just get rid of all of those inflammatory foods, right? Most of that processed food is going to be like a good place to start. Um, And then for some people, it's like just figuring out what foods bloat you yeah. And then removing those foods from your diet and then working on actually healing the gut so that we don't have to continue removing all these foods. Mm-hmm. And maybe removing foods that are really good for us and healthy for us that are, but are causing us bloating.
0: Yeah. You mentioned in one of your posts about, there was like all these different inflammatory foods. Well, mm-hmm. I think you said, don't eat any of these. And I remember commenting saying, uh, something to do with uh, having beans on the odd occasion or something like that. Oh,
1: I yes. Think. Okay.
0: So um, I, I'm assuming that that was on the, the I don't know, the, uh, the list of, you know, don't eat um, because of the lectins, I would assume. Would you say that lectins affects everybody and nobody should eat any beans at all?
1: I think we have to be careful about the amount we consume. I think some people probably can do okay with a little bit. Um, But I think we have to be, uh, we just have to be concerned with the amount that we're having a lot of these foods too. Like, you know, if you're eating them with like very nutrient dense foods as well, like what can happen too is they can like pull these nutrients out of our system. So it's like, okay, maybe it's not so bad on its own, but it's like, okay, then you're maybe going to going to run into some nutrient deficiencies because we're always having these foods that are stripping our body of the nutrients that we need. I think it's also just like one of those things, like, and I kind of tell everybody, this is like, we have to just constantly experiment, right? Like unless we actually try it, we don't know. Mm. So if that's maybe something that you haven't really experimented with, it might be like a good experiment to do and just see like how your body feels. Do you feel better? Do you not feel better? And I think we also have to like, make sure we're, if we are ingesting these foods, that we're preparing them in the right way. So mm-hmm. like with like maybe tomatoes, make sure you're peeling the skins, de-seeding it, and then it's going to reduce the lectins or Including pressure. Including
0: cherry tomatoes as well. Peeling the cherry tomatoes, yeah.
1: Uh, I guess so, yeah. Right. Ah. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love I, had some, I
0: had, yeah, nah. had some cherry. To- I made a salad earlier, and I put some juicy cherry tomatoes mm. in there. I didn't take off the skin. I, I feel all right, but yeah, I don't have them okay. too often. But that's okay.
1: There that's, you go. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, it's like we can't we can't get too crazy and too dogmatic, too. So it's like, do what you can, and you know, do focus on also the bigger rocks, I think too. Like Mm. we can get consumed with like peeling our tomatoes, but then like we also are having all this like other processed food with it too, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. tomatoes are probably for most people, like eating the skins of the tomato is probably the least of their worries, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you know?
0: What would be your mitigation measure for, I don't know, let's say if if you've gone out and um, you've been to a restaurant and you've really indulged, you know, Ooh. you've you've had the whole nine yards. You you know, you had a, a heavy meal and you had some dessert. And you thought, hmm, that dessert was nice. You know what? I'm going to have another dessert. <laughs> and then you eat that. What, w- like, if you know that when you go out, you're going to have a bit of a mad one, what would your preparation be for it? Or what would you be planning to do after that? Would you have any kind of plan to be like, all right, let me limit the damage here.
1: Yeah. I think there's a couple things. Like, I think if you know that you're going to have this like really intense meal, um, working out before you go and do that is a really good strategy. So getting in some like weightlifting, some strength training so that your muscles are like ready for all of that glucose and those carbohydrates. Right. Mm Um, and I've done a a bunch of experiments on myself too, using a continuous glucose monitor. I don't know if you've ever used one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, the other night I actually, I had like a, some ice cream myself (laughs) and um, I was wearing continuous glucose monitor, but it was like right after I had worked out, my body was really ready for all that food and really my blood sugar didn't even move at all almost. Mm -hmm. So that's what that can be. One strategy is to really, you know, prime your body to be able to use all of those those calories and that glucose. Um and then also like the next day too, like fuse that must use the calories and the energy to build muscle. So I would say like try to have a workout the next day too. Um
0: fasted or um eat first. What's your
1: I think like I'm I'm really big into just listening to your body. So if you wake up and you're a little hungry, like have something. Um but I think often like when we, you know, it's great to go through like it's I think it's okay to go through periods of like feasting and then fasting. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can get off balance if we're constantly feasting or if we're constantly fasting, right? If we're not getting enough or if we're getting too much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to like go through periods of both. So if you go through a day of feasting the next day, maybe it's a little bit more fasting. So maybe we like skip a meal or really just listening to your body. And a lot of times you're not going to be hungry for, you know, a big meal in the morning after you've had a dinner like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe you would feel best just going to work out. And then maybe you kind of develop a little bit more of an appetite and then you have your lunch or your dinner or whatever meal it is that you're having.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and the whole listening to your body part, that's, yeah, that's for sure. Because I think m- many people, I know I did at one stage, think that you must have breakfast. is one of those that was just like preached mm. to children, like it's the gospel, you know, eat your breakfast, eat your breakfast. And then <laughs> into adulthood, it's like, oh my God, uh, it's that time, I better have breakfast. And then you continue it for years and... You know, until you start to learn for yourself. Um, so I yeah. think that's
1: also like such a common thing for every meal, right? It's like, well, mm. it's breakfast, it's lunchtime, it's dinner time. Like these are the times that I need to eat. And we're just eating these meals instead of being like, actually, I had like a huge lunch. I don't really want dinner. I'm not really hungry. Mm. We get so out of touch with our bodies. And I think also, too, like in the world of, you know, uh, social media, that everybody's doing a different thing and people are just like, okay, well this person's doing this thing and this person's eating six meals a day or this person's eating, you know, this is, you know, all of these are just different plans that people are following instead of actually being like, okay, check in with myself. What do I want? Am I hungry? Do I feel like I need a meal right now? Instead of being like, this is the program time that I need to eat. Mm -hmm. Or that this meal plan is telling me that I need to eat or this influencer is, eating at these certain times. So that's when I should be eating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people start off that way though, isn't it? Especially like if they haven't a clue where to start, Mm. you know, everything that is eaten in their household is probably processed because that's all they've been taught. Just buy this, throw it in the oven. Like if you don't have to cook it, then it's fine. It saves you time. You know, they've got used to it and it's normal. And then they look at their body and they realize, actually, it's not exactly where I want it to be. Maybe I should follow what someone else is doing. They find out what someone else is doing and they don't have that kind of proactive thought of like, okay, they're slightly different. You know, they're from this part of the world. They've got a different genetics. Mm, and, yeah. you know, they don't really think about that. They're like, I, I need something. I'm-, I'm way overweight. Help me. What are you doing? You know, and then they will just jump on board with whatever they're doing because they want results and they believe it's going to give them results and I think that's probably um, um, a better direction to go than to stick with what they're currently doing and then they can maybe hop off at a later time it's like Mm. I remember I uh, not exactly to do with food but I remember um, I started going church for a bit and I went to church because I felt I needed something to keep me grounded. Because mm. I used to be involved in a lot of criminal activity when I was younger, and um, I was doing a lot of bad stuff. And then um, I went to church, and I felt like I felt like I was saved, you know. And I just mm. felt like such a better person. But then as I got older, I was like, okay, this isn't quite for me, you know. I've taken what I've needed at the time but the system which they do there, it's like, nah, you know, that doesn't work for me, but it served its purpose. Thank you guys. Thank you. You know? And then you move on and then you kind of figure things out for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I get, I get a lot of requests for like meal plans and it's something that I just really don't do even for my private clients. I just don't do meal plans, mm. but I think, yeah, I think there is like, it, it does serve a purpose for some people. And I think like, a lot of it is experimentation, right? When you're just getting, and I think it's really, it's also really easy for us to say we're in this world, right? Where we're like, okay, you should know what to do. Like just, you know, do the thing. Um, But I think it can be really helpful to have, and we spend so much of our time too, like researching and looking into this and looking into that. And, you know, most people don't have that time. That's not their job. Right so I think you know they it can be a useful tool but I think a lot of people get stuck doing that and I think you can do that while also educating yourself on why you're doing these certain things so it's like why are you having this meal for breakfast or for the first meal of the day like what is that doing what purpose is that serving and that's what I try to do with my clients is to really educate them as we're making changes So that they understand when they start not feeling good again or when they feel off, they know exactly why. And then they can actually start to make their own changes instead of following whatever else somebody else is telling them to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Absolutely. What's your thoughts on. um, Well, not even thoughts, really, but more. What is what are your choices of prebiotics and probiotics?
1: Hmm. So I, my, somebody said to me the other day that their favorite probiotic is, is, uh, is raw dairy and I would have to agree. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I do take a probiotic daily. So that is one thing I do. I don't really do, I personally don't do so well with like the um, fermented vegetables, which is a lot of, you know, the common kind of, um, you know, That's the thing that people say to that's where you should be getting your probiotics is like fermented vegetables. I just don't do so well with them. And I feel, I find that other people don't do that great with them as well. Um, So, you know, even like some like cured meats, you can get some probiotics from um, raw dairy, which I love. And you know, it's, you can't get it everywhere in the world, but you could definitely get it in the UK and it's, it's great. Um, In Los Angeles, you can get it as well Um, here in Mexico. I haven't quite found any yet, but um, even like, you know, raw cheese, raw milk, raw cream, that can be a really good um, way to get some probiotics in. Mm. Um, And then for prebiotics. um, Sorry,
0: sorry, what um, what, what about for people who might be um, lactose intolerant? Intolerant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually find a lot of people who think that they're lactose intolerant do really well with um, raw dairy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I always suggest like when people give it up for a little bit, like, you know, you also like, sometimes you're not going to be able to digest it because your gut is damaged, right? So if you're, if you do a gut protocol where you're healing that gut, it obviously is going to take some time. But when people reintroduce um, dairy, I always try to get people to reintroduce raw dairy first, because sometimes people will have an issue with the pasteurized milk but they can drink regular milk just fine I Mm. mean or they can drink raw milk just fine so I would say that um or even like yeah some yeah and even maybe like yogurt some people can do okay with that rather than actual milk um but for people who can't do that taking a a probiotic or doing some um fermented vegetables um would be great too Mm, mm.
0: yeah okay cool cool So did you mention prebiotics?
1: And prebiotics, I love to do, so you can take a prebiotic supplement. Um, Some people don't do so well on that too. So you just have to be careful. But you can do, um, you know, garlic, onions, if you do okay with it. Also cooked and then cooled potatoes or starches in general. So even rice, like- Yeah. So if you, um, you know, make a big pan of rice or make a bunch of potatoes and then cool them down and then use those and you can even reheat them, that would be fine. But that's actually a really good source of prebiotics as well.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And what supplement would you recommend if someone was to have one?
1: Um, you know, I don't have a recommendation, but I know there's a ton of companies that do prebiotic supplements. Um, Mm. I know Bulletproof does a prebiotic supplement. I think it does one too. Um, I think those are both pretty good.
0: Bioptimizers do one as well, I believe. They do. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I was Yeah. They,
0: um, what's it called? P3OM. P3.
1: That's a. I think that's a probiotic. No.
0: No. It's, yeah. Sorry. Mistake. It's a probiotic. Yeah. yeah. A probiotic, but their
1: but yeah. their probiotic is actually great as well. Like people mm-hmm. love that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I take that. But I'm not too sure like how I'm supposed to feel i feel I feel great most days anyway. I just know when I don't feel on point and I, and i can I can tie it back to what it is so when someone says, "How's that supplement how do you feel I'm like, "I don't know I feel great anyway <laughs> you know I feel great most days and when I don't, I just know there's there's something that has um thrown me off but anyway um you'd mentioned you was you was talking about raw milk and that that actually made me think about. Uh, just milk in general and so many people are have been put off by milk and no Zara not now um sorry my daughter wanted to get involved it's
1: okay (laughs) she could she could come hang
0: yeah go for it so anyway um so you got people who are not into milk now you know it's like ah milk Ah!" and uh people are going for like milk alternatives love you you too um (laughs) milk alternatives what's your thoughts on the different milk alternatives out there and um which ones would you say are best or are they all bad and yeah what's your thoughts on them
1: yeah i think we can have a really bad sense of milk or dairy in general because of the way that milk and dairy is processed these days you know and like very commercialized um um, factory farm dairy, which of course is probably not the best thing we want to be putting in our body. That's like full of a ton of hormones and antibiotics. That is not what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, so I understand that, um, in terms of milk alternatives, I'm not a huge fan because a lot of these, if you look at the ingredients are just like, have a ton of inflammatory oils in them, like vegetable oil, canola oil, um, which can be really, you know, damaging to our health. Um, and then also a ton of gums too. I just like, there's all kinds of gums that are really inflammatory to the gut as well, um, in these milks. So if you can find them, I would try to find like organic. So you're also not getting a ton of pesticides in that. Um, and then try to find some without any gums in it. I know, there are a couple, um, in the States. Um, I don't think that you guys have them in the UK, but, um, there's a brand called Malk that's like really clean and they also sp- s- sprout their nuts. So it's like a sprouted almond milk mm. that they have. Um, but I think that can also be an issue, especially when we're trying not to have these dairy products we go to these nut alternatives and then it's like, we're having so many nuts. It's like we're having almond milk all day. We're having the almond cheeses, we're having the almond flour. It's like, and it's so, so much that it can actually really upset our omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. Mm. And it can cause inflammation for a lot of people. So I really tend to kind of push people to not have those at all or really limit them. My favorite kind of milk or like a cream for your coffee, um, if you're going to have it, if you can't have any dairy, is coconut milk or coconut cream. And it usually comes in a can and you just have to make sure that there's no gums in it. But I don't know if you've ever had it, but it's amazing. It's if well, you I so don't. name? Um, I don't.
0: I know my parents used to have coconut cream all the time. I don't know if it's Mm. a thing in the Caribbean, no idea, but I've never bought it.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's a, it's a very common like Thai food. I think there's like a brand called Thai kitchen that has one. Right. I think, um, I know in the States there's one called God, I can't think of it, but but you can also find them on Amazon. Like if you look on Amazon for coconut milk or coconut cream, just again, read the ingredients, but usually you can, you can find it on there as well. But I think that's the most delicious. And it's also has a lot of really good saturated fats and really healthy fats in it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I'm, I would I'm suggest. a big
0: fan of saturated fat.
1: <laughs> Me too, it's delicious. Oh, it is, it's And lovely. healthy, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So um, you, you have people who are struggling with demons at night because of cravings. (laughs) I'm always hearing from people that what what do I do? I'm I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. What would you say is the main cause for this? And how can these people escape the hell that they are going through (laughs) with the cravings?
1: So uh, I did a uh, kind of a funny post recently and it's like how to deal with late night cravings. And then it was, just said go to sleep, which is so true. I mean, to some degree, it's true because I think we're up. And it's like we're it's that time where we're starting to get tired, and it's like oh, let me go grab a you know bag of chips or some cookies. And it's like really, what you need to do is just go to sleep because that's you know you're just tired and you're looking for something to kind of like push you know get you back, get you going. Um, but I think a lot of the times this comes from not eating enough throughout the day or eating the best foods. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we're like going, going, going. We're just, we don't really give ourselves time to like have a meal. And then it's also we're stressed, right? So maybe we don't really feel like eating and we just kind of push ourselves through the day just to like get things done. And then at night we're like, okay, now we can like finally relax. Let's have our dinner. But our body's not really satisfied. So we can continue to look for more and more food. And a lot of times, like, when we haven't gotten enough calories, our body is going to look for quick sources of energy, right? And that's going to be those carbohydrates and that sugar. So I think it can usually be from not getting enough food or getting the right kinds of food Mm -hmm. and making sure you're getting enough of those right nutrients. And a lot of times too, it's just like stress or fatigue. So finding again, like went well, back to what we were talking about earlier is like finding a way to kind of give yourself that stress relief that's not through food. A lot of times like, you know, it's it's kind of sad, but a lot of times like that is what we're looking forward to. Like we're looking forward to that e- the evening where we could just relax and like have that piece of whatever, mm-hmm. cake, cookie, chips. And it's like, we have to cultivate some more joy in our life, that is not that does not revolve around food.
0: Mm. It's almost like wiring in a sense where you've done it so often now. You know, it, you, you're you're sitting in that same spot, and you're like, "Oh, this is the pot spot where I sit, where I normally have a cake." <laughs> you know, you know, coke. Um, uh, sorry, a cake and maybe a, a cup of hot cocoa with a marshmallow in it, or whatever. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: You know, it's, it's that spot, you know, and yeah, I guess, I guess that, and the same there, what you say, like, if you're up late, um, I think, uh, I think Dave Asprey said something about it being a, it's inflammation that causes people to uh, want to crave and eat crap because Mm -hmm. of the inflammation. Um, It's, it's like an emergency situation where the body is thinking, uh, it's an emergency, we need to eat. So you're thinking immediate energy Mm -hmm. Uh, and you don't think nutrition when you think of immediate energy, you know? So there's a lot of things wiring it in that spot right there, you know? Um, And I think that is
1: a really, I think that's a really good thing to be aware of when you are trying to change these habits, because we do have these, these neural pathways that are really strong, right? It's like, yeah, you sit in that spot where you always have that cake. And of course your brain is immediately going to want the cake Mm -hmm. and it takes time to, unwire that right so Mm -hmm. in the beginning in the first couple days the first week or two it's going to be a struggle you're going to have to really fight against that but you have to know that as you make a different decision every time you now sit in that spot you are now making another neural pathway stronger and it's just going to take time to weaken the other ones so you have to almost like push through it in order for it to be easy. Because I think people get to that first like week or two of changing their habits and they're like, this is too hard. Mm -hmm. Right. But as you continue to make those good decisions, it actually gets so much easier. Like for you and for me, you know, now at this point in our journey, it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to go have the cake, right. I'm going to make the food that I always make because it is now a habit. And those neural pathways that, you know, where you go to work out, where you go to eat a healthy meal, those are really strong. So it's now easy for us. Whereas yeah. it's not for the person who's starting to change their habits.
0: Mm, mm. And I guess, you know, when people say it's too hard, it's like, you have to, you have to question like too hard for what? Would you mean? Too, right. too hard for, for what purpose, you know? Like, what is the goal? Is it too hard for that goal, <laughs> you know? To to live an abundant, happy life and, you know, thinner, if that's what you want. It's too hard for that. That goal is not good enough for you, you know? So, um, yeah. And I think
1: it also comes back to that, that you're so right. And it comes back to having a strong enough why, Mm. right? People are just like, I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. Well, it's why like, that's not strong enough for most people, because if that chocolate cake is sitting in front of you, I'm sorry, but that, that chocolate cake is going to win if it's sitting in front of me. And it's just a matter of like being healthier or being thinner than having that chocolate cake. I'm going to choose the chocolate cake. Right. But if it's like your why is strong enough where you're saying, well, I want to be healthy because I want to feel good and I want to live the life that is in my, my head of like being happy and energized and you know for if you have kids like being there for your kids and being able to run around with your kids and being able to see them grow up and live a happy life right like or even like I find that this is a really strong like I want to feel good when I have sex with my partner right like I think Mm -hmm. that is really that's a really strong one for a lot of people
0: that's a powerful one
1: right so it's like okay well if that chocolate cake is sitting there and then I'm thinking like okay how am I gonna feel when I'm like naked and having you know getting mm-hmm. intimate with somebody like, okay, now that chocolate cake doesn't really look that good to me.
0: I think that is a strong one for a lot of people. Like the moment you mentioned sex, what what would you yeah. say? <laughs> yeah. No, just grabs attention, isn't it? Like if, if, if uh, you know, people hear diabetes and stuff, and they think, but like if you hear something like uh, erectile dysfunction, guys would be like, mm. what, what, what did you say? Well,
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Know? Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah yeah,
1: and I think you know one of the things I, I tell a lot of my, my female clients, and I don't I don't think this is um, manipulative in any way, but what I tell my female clients is like especially when they're trying to change their habits and maybe their husbands or their partners aren't on board, like that is a, such a strong way to especially get men to change, right so if maybe their husbands are like bringing home the unhealthy foods, I say like to, to them, you have to let them know that if you feel better, if you continue on this path and you feel healthier and you feel sexier and you feel more confident, you are going to want to have sex with them more often. So that is always like a nice, like, you know, just a way to get them to help you and support you on your journey. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's a good one. (laughs) What's your thoughts on, um, like, uh, Companies that make all these protein snacks, like Mars, decided to jump on it and do protein Mars bar. You know, you got uh, protein Snickers, protein Kit Kat. What? I don't yeah. even
1: know about this. Yeah, they, no exist. Way. they exist.
0: They exist. They thought, do you know what? Everyone's on this health bandwagon. So if we just put protein on the packet, then let's, let's you know, Oof. let's get a bit of that revenue. I don't
1: even, so what is it just like, it's just like the regular bar and then they just add a bunch of protein. So you're getting, you're getting your sugar, but you're also getting some protein.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think they they tried to say, yeah, we've reduced the amount of sugar in there, but Mm. you know, I haven't, spent time in looking into that. If you if, if you haven't looked into it, it might be something worth looking into and putting it on a post for your followers.
1: I'm you know? just writing that down right now. That's yeah.
0: really good. <laughs> I think that would be great, you know, comparing it to, you know, um, a good protein bar. Mm. <laughs> you know, for a company that is renowned for just sugar-loaded bars to decide, hey, let's jump on this bandwagon and write protein on it. You know, uh, yeah. Well, it's like,
1: know. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a way of like tricking the your audience into thinking that somehow that's going to be a healthy choice, and it's like obviously that company does not care about your health. Like, look at what the products the products that they're making. Like, they obviously do not care about your health. And it's like, if you want a Snicker bar or if you want a treat, like just have it right? And then like, don't trick yourself into thinking that you're going to have this delicious thing. And it's healthy because there's protein in it, while there's also a million other things in it that are terrible for your health. Mm
0: -hmm. I think many people don't have the wide angle lens to see that though, especially not real self health conscious people, you know, they they think, all right, there's all these people here talking about health, and I don't understand where to start. But I see a, uh, a protein Snickers bar, so I'll start there. So they buy that and they're like, hmm, do you know what? Snickers are pretty good. I realized that they do other bars as well. <laughs> oh they do a Snickers ice cream. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness, uh, how awful.
0: I know, right? Um, yeah. So um, would you um, recommend a company where, where people can, like have a microbiome test do you even recommend microbiome tests for people um and if so how should they do it what sort of company or should they test it themselves like
1: Mm. so I think most people don't need one to be honest I do testing with my clients with some of them um but I just find that most people with some shifts in their diet can like really improve gut health. Um, so I find that, you know, 80% of the people don't need them. Um, there is a small percentage where they've kind of done everything and they you know, have a great lifestyle and a great diet and they're still experiencing some issues. Then I think in that case it can be beneficial. Um, I personally use a test called the GI Map, um, right. where it kind of tests for parasites and worms and, you know, good bacteria versus bad bacteria. And people can order these tests on their own, but it's like with that information, you don't really know what to do with it unless you're working with a practitioner. So I think it's really helpful to make sure you're working with somebody who's knowledgeable, who can help you make decisions based on the outcome of that test. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like straight to consumer tests up, like GI tests, but they don't really give people the tools and the knowledge to, in order to you know, do something with that information. And to actually improve their health, because then they're just left like spending this money on this test. And now they're like, okay, I have this information. What do I do with it?
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of companies are doing that. And I I think we're probably getting a little bit better now because it wasn't there at one stage. But now we can have this information, but you probably need to try and Google the rest to try and understand stuff where you will just get mixed information. But, yeah, I think we're getting there. But it is quite confusing. It's exactly Mm. that. I've done a microbiome test myself and I had all this information. I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm worse off (laughs) because I have no idea. Um, Okay. So I do understand that there's certain foods that I need to incorporate and certain things I need to avoid. That sort of information is really good. Mm. When they start going into detail about certain types of bacteria that... I do not know how to pronounce. (laughs) It makes me like worried, like, what is this? You know, (laughs) have I got a disease? Or it's only a bacteria, (laughs) you know? Um, Quite similar to, it's slightly off, but like a genetics test, certain genetics test companies Mm. are very good. Uh, They offer an abundant amount of information, Um, but sometimes you need some clarification as to like, okay, um how do I apply this to my life like where, where do I go from here you know am I superhuman or am I a failure like what talk to me you know yeah, yeah and I
1: also think it's like important too to have somebody to help guide you kind of like put those things into action so you might know exactly yeah. what you need to do but a lot of people like struggle with actually applying it which mm. I think is you know the big the biggest part of it's like you can have all the information but if you don't know how to implement that then it's pointless and you've just spent all this money for no reason
0: yeah yeah maybe some people think that they would be able to apply it immediately Mm. but then they get it and they're like how do i apply it like (laughs) i don't understand um but yeah you do need to have that and you know it kind of makes me think about when i get books before i used to I'm, i'm an audio book person um I, I like physical books but I prefer to use them as like maybe reference guides when it comes to educating myself I, I love audio books but when I used to get audiobooks, I would listen to it and I would just think hmm, that was cool right. <laughs> and I would do nothing you know months later I'd you know I'd I'd, I'd face a situation and be like all oh, right, I listened to that in that book what did I do with that book like what did I put to action from that book. I'm like, wow, nothing. Mm. Then um, I I realized that I'd been doing that for years and I thought, you know what, that needs to stop. So anytime I get a book now, it's like, I know that if I listen to it, I'm gonna be applying stuff immediately. Not like, not next week. It will be, if not that particular day, it will be the next day. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, like as soon as possible. You know, if I have to buy other things to in order to make it happen, then so be it. Um, and then it just gets me onto uh, just just a, the, the right track. So and a little momentum, because, you know, if the book is done and um, it starts to gather a little bit of dust, life just gets in the way, slaps you about a bit. <laughs> you, you know, you're in all different directions. The book is nowhere in sight. So it's best like, you know, just get straight on it. Anyway, slight diversion, but yeah, similar with the test, really. If you're going to do that test, just think to yourself, how are you going to apply stuff immediately? You got Mm -hmm. it for a reason, so put it to good use.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So, (laughs) um, I was going to say, so uh, you have many people that are, they want to lose body fat and they are focusing quite heavily on calorie counting and there's many people out there that believe that uh, if it fits your macros, Mm. it is the way forward. Um, What's your thoughts on that as a a form of diet and uh, what's an alternative?
1: (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I'm not completely against it. I think it can be useful for some people and especially useful for people who have like no idea of macronutrients. It can be useful. However, I think if people start there and have no concept of like nutrient density and they're just trying to fit their macros, we run into a lot of problems. And a lot of clients come to me saying like, this is how much I'm eating. These are my macros and I am not losing any weight. And I'm like, okay, maybe even we increase their calories and give them more food. And we actually work on getting them to eat nutrient dense foods. They don't even need that anymore. Most of the time, because your body is really smart. Your body knows how much it needs and what it doesn't, if you give it the right foods. Right. But a lot of times then we're like just eating a ton of like protein powder in order to, you know, then we're having donuts because it fits our macros. Right. And like, how is that healthy? And how is that going to get you to where you want to go? And I always tell people too, it's like, you, and I think I said this earlier is like, you want to get to this place of, you know, being at a certain weight or a certain body composition, but like, what does that matter if you feel like shit at the end of it? You know, like if you feel completely awful, because basically you've been eating donuts made from protein powder for every meal, because you just want to eat donuts and it fits your macros. Right. And there's like no nutrients in your diet. Mm. Then you end up with like a ton of like skin issues and hormone issues. And, you know, you're completely brain fogged because you're not giving your body what it actually needs, you know? And a lot of times, like we don't eat, we don't have to count our macros in order to get there. Like a lot of times it's just like, let's get on some like heavier, you know, some more nutrient dense foods, more protein, fat, rich foods, um, and I think I find a lot of this, the times too, when I see the macros that people are on, it's like super low fat. And especially for women, it's like one of the worst things that you can do for your hormones. is like super low fat, high carbohydrate, high protein. And it's like, no, of course you're going to feel awful. Right. And we need that cholesterol. Like we need the cholesterol to help us build muscle. Yeah. So it's going to be really challenging. It's, it, it makes me Angry when I, when I see these macros that people are on. It's just like it's crazy, mm. and then these people aren't even seeing results.
0: I know, right? And if you try some t- some people, if you try to help them, it's weird that like the less informed seem to feel like they're quite educated on it. Sometimes,
1: <laughs> have, you had have
0: you had that? I've I've been around people like that. I remember I was in a shop looking for some uh, essential amino acids years ago and the guy who was working there uh, he was quite overweight he was i'm i'm <laughs> i'm being very friendly with what i'm saying here he was very overweight and i was like okay mm. anyway i was looking for the and and um he was like can i help you and i was like no no i'll be all right so i was reading the ingredients and stuff and he and then he, and then he picked up this tub of protein and he was like oh, have you seen this one? He can't remember the name of it. He was telling me the name of it. And he goes, yeah, this one's really good. It's giving me great results. And I looked at him. (laughs) I'm like, that's cool, man. Biting your tongue.
1: (laughs) Biting your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Oof.
0: You come across (sighs) people like that. Yeah. It's it's, it's quite fascinating. So, um, yeah. Uh, So you would say... The, the best way is to just nutrient dense foods. Yeah.
1: I think That's a good place to start. I think yeah. for some people, yeah. like, you know, I do find that there are some people who even with that, they can still be eating too much to get to their goal. So then of course we, um, we can like start to work on tracking your food. But like, I think for most people, the majority of people, especially if you're not like going to do a bodybuilding competition, you're not like going to get on the stage. You're just looking to maybe get a little leaner. I think a lot of the times getting those nutrient dense foods, because then your body's going to be satisfied, right? Your body's gonna be like, okay, we've had enough. Like I don't need to count my calories in order to know if I'm eating too much or too little. Um, and then too, like I find that most people aren't eating enough protein, especially women. Um, and especially now that there's, you know, this, push for a vegan or more vegetarian or more plant-based diet. Yeah. Most people are just not getting enough protein, especially in that first meal of the day. I feel like if people can really like get a good amount of protein in that first meal of the day, it's going to set you up for success later on. And you're going to be less likely to have these like cravings and carbohydrate cravings as well. And I know for, for me personally too, if I don't have protein in my first meal, like all day long, I'm like, Give, i just like want something else like i just am constantly feeling like i need to snack yeah. so i think that can be a really great tool for most people
0: awesome awesome i've got one final question about um gut health really so uh, the vast majority of people probably have leaky gut in all fairness mm-hmm. um you know every single thing they eat they're inflamed it's like damn Mm -hmm. How do I get rid of this? So for people in that situation, they're trying to reverse the leaky gut. What would you say is the best thing for them to do?
1: I think the number one thing would be to remove any foods that are inflaming the gut to begin with, because we can't really heal it. If we're constantly putting these foods in our diet that are not good for us, like, especially like gluten glyphosate, um, which is an herbicide. Um, any of those foods are really going to be damaging to the gut. So that would be the first step. And then the second step would be to add in these gut healing nutrients. Um, so bone broth is like a really easy way to do that. So you can have a couple cups of bone broth every day. That can be, really be beneficial. Um, also colostrum. I know Keon has a colostrum. You can just take that a couple times a day. Which they um, don't
0: send to the UK, by the way. Actually, no, they try to send to UK, but it gets held at customs and customs bin it, just, just to let you know. So. the col- <laughs>
1: Just the colostrum. Yeah.
0: And my really? delivery came through and I, I was only looking for the colostrum. I was like, where is it? Mm. And this beautiful letter was attached. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, about the colostrum. You're not having it, bro. I was like, what, why? Nah, you can't be bringing that in the country.
1: Wow, because so it's yeah, like a it- dairy product.
0: Yeah, they said, we are not even sending it back. We are destroying it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I hope somebody
1: somebody took that home, like stuck it in their bag, right? I would have
0: preferred if they said, look, we're going to keep it here. We're going to share it in the office. (laughs) That's cool, man. That's cool. (laughs) Tell me how you're feeling, you know.
1: (laughs) Let me know how that goes for you.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. So
1: colostrum could be a good one if you can get it. Um, And then uh, glutamine. L-glutamine also is a really good one, um, which you can find like at most places. I think that's a pretty easy one to find but those are like some of my favorite supplements to kind of add in but i think it's also like again really important to make sure we're not just adding these foods in without taking the foods that are inflaming our gut otherwise we're just going to keep you know puncturing and hurting our gut and then it's like why are a waste of money to spend money on these supplements if you you know are continuously taking those foods in
0: yeah it's like trying to fill the bath up with the plug out isn't it you're just turning it on trying to work it. it's like why isn't it filling
1: it's a great uh, metaphor yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and use that cool um oh, i was thinking of something else at the same time uh you said something and i just wanted to touch on that um oh the glutamine i wanted to know how do people take that just uh teaspoon in water or mix it with a juice
1: yeah you can i i like to um use these in ways where you're like if you're already doing something like if you're having your cup of coffee in the morning just like add a scoop to your coffee because that's Mm. a nice way easy way to remember to do it Mm. because i know with a lot of these supplements i struggle with this too is you just forget to take them Mm -hmm. and then you're like okay that thing is just sitting there and it's not being put to use so you can like put it in a smoothie too you can add it to your coffee uh you know, hot cacao or some kind of hot tonic drink that you're having as well. Um, yeah, I think that's the easiest way to go about doing it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Look, Amanda, I'm done. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel so mentally fortified now. Thank you.
1: Amazing. Thank you for having us. This is so fun. It has been.
0: It's, it's been great. I really appreciate your time and all the knowledge you've shared with me today.
1: Of course. So anytime. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. So um, you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle?
1: My Instagram is at raw fitness and nutrition.
0: Okay. Raw fitness. Okay. Same
1: what? thing for my website, rawfitnessandnutrition.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you offer nutritional advice. And um, so you're, you're not a nutritional therapist. You are a,
1: I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. So uh, what's, yeah. What's, yeah.
0: What's the difference? Functional <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think
1: it's just a different program. I think in the UK, you guys have um, similar program, but it's, yeah, it's just different because I got my certification in the US. Oh, okay. So I think it's just, I think it's just depends on, you know, we have rules against what we can call ourselves. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I do offer one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I do offer a three-month one-on-one coaching, private coaching program, but then I also do have some courses, um, that are located on my website and you can find them on my Instagram as well. Um, I have a fat loss one one program and then also a gut health one one program that I just launched like two days ago. So if you are not ready for that private coaching, like a, you know, a, a course is a great alternative to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amanda, thanks again. It's been great and, uh, have an amazing day. What time is it there?
1: You too, it's uh, 11.15 here.
0: In the morning, yeah?
1: It is, yeah, sun is shining, ready to go, take a dip in the ocean. Oh, enjoy. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Enjoy, it's cold here, it's pretty cloudy, but (laughs) it's all good, it's all good. Thanks again and you have an amazing day. You too. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like The Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five-star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.